I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are the listeners ready? Hey, listeners. What's up? Welcome into Short and Spooky. I am Tomo. This probably will not be aired, but... No, it will. We'll use this as a beginning. Really? Oh, why not? My name is John. Hi, John. Uh, this is uh, uh, our podcast. We talk about anthology shows, if this is your first time listening. Uh, not just any anthology shows, though. They're from the 80s, the 90s, and the early 2000s, and That's... they're uh, pretty much about horror sci-fi stuff. Yeah, that's the goal. Today... What... Today was sort of sci-fi, it's, It kind of walked the line a little bit, um, but it's cool to, to mix it up every once in a while. We talk about shows like uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, The Hitchhiker. Yeah. We also talk about our own issues, which we have many, many... Lots of issues. Lots of issues here. Mm-hmm. Uh, any issues you've encountered? You were just sick. Yeah. And you went out of town. Yes, I went on a little uh, camping trip to Big Sur. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of uh, whales splashing around out there. Really? Yeah. Nice. Like crazy amounts of whales. Like, not just like, oh, I think that's its back. Like, completely you, out of the water. Do you think that uh, the Save the Whale people are lying? That they need saving? Yeah, but there's too many of them, apparently. <laughs> They're getting on my nerves. They wouldn't shut up. Yeah, fucking whales. What do they do for us? Um, eat all the krill that... I, I have you ever had a krill problem? <laughs> no, never have. <laughs> I don't have a krill problem. When was the last time I was like, oh, thank God that whale was there? You know, I, they, they look cool. That's about it. What kind of whales? Uh, I think they were gray whales. You know, uh, you know what I like? A whale tail. Nice. On a lady. <laughs> Very cool. That's a thong. Yeah, I get it. It's yeah. a cool, it's not a cool name, but I mean, I, I remember, you remember like being in high school and just being like, yes, I can see that person's underwear a little bit. And it was like so damn thrilling. Uh, I remember yesterday at work and thinking the same thing. Oh my God. I still do. So yeah, it was like that scene in an old school when, you know, Will Ferrell's like, oh, I don't know what, what, I don't, don't know what's going on down there, but it's kind of fun to find out. Or you remember, they also talk about it on Workaholics a little bit. Like, uh, I think Anders like takes his busted laptop to like go get it fixed by the geek squad. And he's like, uh, well, yeah, here's your problem with your computer is that it's all encrusted with semen, and uh, you've been going to these sites like uh, whaletails.com. That's right. And it, it, wasn't it because uh, Adam was, like, blasting him up next to his computer all the time? I don't remember, but I just remember, like, oh, yeah, whale tails, that was the thing. Hey, they're local guys, a couple of them. The workaholics. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Two of them are. Blake, yeah, from Walnut Creek. And Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Walnut Creek. Because I remember they talk about an episode. Shout out to Walnut Creek. What up? Hey, bud. Hey, uh, bud. I remember... Oh, yeah. Hey, sorry. Shout out to Alameda while we're here. Shout out to Alameda. Shout out to Dads. Shout out to the Shorties. Shout out to Spookies. Wow. Just nit- getting getting rid I, of the... I was ready today. We've we've been... I've not seen you for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I actually texted you... Uh, are you alive? I actually would have texted you. Yeah. Because uh, I'm I'm the, been the one hammering home, let's do this, and I'm doing all the work now, and... Excuse me? And I'm just doing all the work. And I'm trying to get you over here, and you're just, la- you know, lackadaisical. Okay, listener, I'll have you know that no, before listen. we, hold on, before we hit the record button, Tommy here was asking me, how do you edit? How do you edit something? He's never once edited or published an episode, doesn't know how to use the uh, mixer here. Um, if there was a judge here right now, I'd ask for uh... You know what? I'll concede that you did choose today's episode. I am the the reason people listen to it. They like me. Yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah, you're like the the janitor. <laughs> you're doing like you mean, the nitty like gritty, and the, I'm I'm the, like 
I'm like the brilliant janitor that solves math equations. Are you trying to say you're... Matt Damon? Yeah. Yeah. And so that makes me Ben Affleck? I'm the guy who shows up and beats up, like, uh, some preppy kid? Uh, Wait, that's me, You can be... You can be... Matt Damon, I'll be Robin Williams. Really? He's cool. Well, because you're old. And also suicidal. Yeah. Wait, <gasps> can I be Robin Williams too? <laughs> you know, we we're just a couple Robin of Williams. Robin Williams in here. Um, yeah. But let's make sure to stipulate not funny. No. Not funny. No, Robin not Williams. funny Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah. Just not even, yeah. I'll be Jumanji Robin Williams, actually. You're more like Robin Williams in toys. Uh, Did you ever see that one? Vomit? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you guys. So nice to be back here in the studio. Today we are talking about uh, one of the series that we really enjoy called Amazing Stories. Which I've come around on, too. Yes, you really have. I picked this one out, and uh, at first we did uh, Mummy Daddy. That was the first one. The first one one we did this show, and And I was kind of critical of it. So you didn't come around when we watched uh, Hell to Pay? Well... No, I, I I did. I'm saying like this one really fully brought me full circle. What about Twenty One Inch Sun? Did you like that one? Um, yeah, that it was fun. I I think I just really it cemented this cemented the fact that the show is very self aware. It's very silly, and that's what they're going for. And it is it's and it's well done. But also, I think it's kind of uh, an interesting uh, target demographic because unlike Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is for kids or Tales from the Crypt and, like, Deadly Night, or, excuse me, The Hitchhiker, like, the shows for adults. This is a family one, kind of both for adults and kids. Like we always say when we talk about the show, like, they have that that intro. You see, like, everyone sitting around the TV getting ready. This is one that... Grandpa's in there. Dad's in there. (laughs) Shout out to dads. Mom's fucking the neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Or, no, actually, if we're talking about, like, the porn thing recently, that mom's fucking jacking the sun off. (laughs) next room over (laughs) (laughs) or stepmom is actually sorry they always said say stepmom oh yeah gotta make sure you have that one word in there to make it okay yeah it's okay to to blast off too uh yeah so anyway i i picked this episode out yes you had been um out of town not doing under the weather not doing any work uh just you know me editing everything all the time poor thing and i i picked this one out because it came down to this in another episode, which we will do later. It was the first episode of the second season, which is uh, written and directed by Danny DeVito. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say the there's So there's one that I really want to do. It's called Miss Stardust, and it yep. stars Weird Al Yankovic. Yep. I, I, that was another one that I thought of. But um, when I saw what this one was about, I actually texted you. I copied and pasted what the, the description of the episode was about. And uh, it, it stars John Cryer, who if you don't know, is... Ducky from Pretty in Pink. Ducky from Pretty in Pink. Um, He's also on that other show I never watched. um, With Charlie Sheen? Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men. Was that it, or is it How I Met Your Mom? Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men. How I Met Two and a Half Men. That's what it is. Uh, uh, Anyway, um, I just... When I read the description of it, I was like, this has got to be it. And uh, I power moved on it. You know, I'm the workhorse here, so I just wanted it to make it happen, and I was so glad. Not to get too far ahead of myself, I was so glad we did this one. Okay. Uh, so, the episode itself. Had you seen it before? No, I have not seen it. Well, in, unless, of course, you count the fact that I have seen the movie Weird Science. 
Exactly. This this okay. This episode is basically weird science condensed down to 24, 25 minutes. So you've seen weird science, yes, of course. We've yeah. all seen this. So I, I'll say I've this. Jerked off, yeah. So would how awesome would it be? Because it's like you gotta have Anthony Michael Hall there, right? He's Gary, but the other dude who plays Wyatt, some nobody. They should have just had John Cryer play the other dude. Think of how much better of a movie that would be with John Cryer. How and close it, to years is that? Because this one is an it's very Well, yeah, very, very close. Because think about it. If he was in Pretty in Pink, also another John Hughes movie. John Hughes also did uh, uh, Weird Science. It was just perfectly in his wheelhouse. Yeah. This was just the they, right time. They dropped the ball on that. Well, maybe, you know, maybe this other guy was going to be somebody and he did just a bad job in Weird Science that they said, get the hell out of here. Oh, man. But yeah, this is uh this this is basically the story of weird science where it's one oversexed uh, young man using weird science. Let's just call it what it is uh, to conjure a woman, but it's not exactly what he bargained for. Yeah, and that's kind of what the the, the gist of the whole episode is. is so like... so it's called miscalculation. I was hoping there'd be like a pun, like it was miss with like two s's. Miss dot calculation or yeah. something like that. That would be Ooh, fun. That'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah, but you know, punch up hey. there. So this is Amazing Stories season two, episode two, miscalculation, and we get what drinking I, game rules. Oh, drinking game rules. I didn't even think about them actually. Uh, do you have some? Uh, yeah, I have a couple drinking game rules. I um, mean, there's one obvious one. Yes. Every time that generic guitar riff plays, uh, just fucking. Take a baby sip of your beer because it's going to happen. Do you happen to have that song queued up? I might. Sorry. All right. This is the song that plays throughout the whole episode. I fucking love it, to be honest. All right. So every time you hear that guitar play, that riff, definitely take a drink. And then uh, I had a couple others that I had written down. I was going to say, every time you see goo, and that could be either, you know, the blue potion, the pink potion, or the goo after they, like, turn, like, into goo afterwards. I was just going to say, drink every time you see pizza. Yeah, pizza, that's a good one. Uh, every time you see magazine. He's got a lot of magazines. There's a, That's a good one, too, every yeah. time you see a magazine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's plenty enough. There's... You know, you you want to be safe out there. Can we get into it? Let's get into it. All right. Well, I love, again, I love the intro. I love, love, love the intro. It just, it, every time I say it when we do this uh, show is that I love the intro the, to the show. Okay, if you say so. No, I, I told you, I love how like they have the family crowding around. Like we just talked about, they have the family, you know, the mom's, stepmom's jerking off the sun in the other room. But, uh, but no, all jokes aside, that wasn't even a joke, I'm not funny, um, it does make it does make you feel like, and they have the the music's got that, um, and and uh, yeah, and then it cuts into uh, an artist you like a lot. Uh, the episode starts with Robert Palmer, one of my favorite musicians. This is a karaoke favorite for you, or this artist, Addicted to Love. It's an okay song. Like I think, like the things that he's most popular for are not his strongest efforts. But yeah, Robert Palmer is. It was a travesty that the day he died, like, nobody gave a shit. 2003. R.I.P. 49 years old, I believe. Robert Palmer. Oh, I had no idea. I just made that Robert number Robert Palmer. Um, 
His name was Robert Palmer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it starts off playing Robert Palmer, Addicted to Love. We get we, uh, Young John Cryer. Well, so, okay, so we, it, the episode starts, you hear this song, and it's pouring all over this camera, just goes, looks around his bedroom, and we see there's pictures of women cut out of magazines all over. Everywhere. Yeah. And then as it pans a little bit more to the left, we see his closet. And I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a black light in his closet. Yeah, I did. I didn't see that. I, I, I was like, there's towels. And I was like, I was like, you think he's using this black light to see if there's like jizz on his clothes? I wrote down that this guy might be Buffalo Bill, like in the making with like all the cutouts and all the stuff. I'm like, I wouldn't surprise me if this guy like eventually became Buffalo Bill and like he's standing in front of his mirror and like tucks his fucking dick in and does that thing. Because so, when the first time we see him, He's in his boxer briefs in front of the mirror, and he's, he's not shaking, really singing to the he's song. He's shaking his booty. Well, he is singing it, but um. But so do you, so okay. So I know you probably. I told you about the extension for Chrome where it can flip the screen. Did you use that? No. Okay. So there's I'm a too couple busy working on the show. Doing what? Uh, watching it. Okay. So, not doing any work. Uh, so if you look on the, uh, there's also, as the camera keeps panning over before they show him shaking his butt, there's also, uh, by his telephone, there's a list of all these different oh, girls' the names, names yeah. that are crossed off. They're crossed out. Does that mean he had fucked them or he no. tried to call them? I think he like crossed them off. He's like, this girl won't let me call them anymore. <laughs> what the fuck? And that's like, not, that's not just written on there. It looks like it's like carved in. Yeah. I wasn't sure what the hell was going on, but I also, I thought it was funny. So. There's all these names that are very 80s names, including Punky. Punky, like Erica. Punk, no, Buffy. The Vampire Slayer? That's what I'm saying. Punky Brewster and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He oh, already... <laughs> he wasn't slaying that at all. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well played. Uh, uh, see, um, I work on... I do do some work. Uh, did you see any of the names of his uh, his uh, self-help books to pick up chicks? Oh, I saw a couple of them. The one that they, they focus mainly on is like... The College Man's Guide to Picking Up Women. Which is, we have to unwrap that whole thing. So, so wait, wait. So, yeah. So, so he is a loser dude who's trying to get... He's not necessarily a loser, though. Well, he's striking out with women, which it's, seems it's to be It's the classic his... tale of, of an unlucky at love kind of person. But he doesn't seem to be good at anything else. It seems like his whole, uh, his whole reason for being... He's good at cutting out pictures of women. Yeah, well, I guess. Some of them are just ripped out, but... So, okay, just real quick before we get into it. So, his self-help books, he has uh, The College Man's Guide to Picking Up Women, Sex and the Single Dude, How to Be a Casanova, The Ins and Outs of Dating. Uh, slow down. I'm trying to look up where to buy these books right now. My favorite one right here. Get at it and get it on. Oh <laughs> I was like... Can we change the name of our podcast, actually, right now? <laughs> oh, man. Because that would be, uh, it would be you know... Because so, neither of us do that. I didn't know what was happening because I at first I was like, oh, he's in high school. Because Okay, he, he, good topic to open up on because this is something that was very confusing to me. And I watched it with a friend uh, yesterday and we had the same conversation. We were like, is this a dorm? Is this guy in college? Yeah, but he has his own bathroom, closet, and a phone. He's in He's in a dorm, but it's a dorm room that you don't share. No. Which is does not exist. I know. It Unless doesn't exist. No. No, it never does. Uh, I, I lived in a, a dorm at my freshman year of college, and we had a suite, but we all shared uh, bathrooms and showers. It was not your own one you had. And a phone? 
That's has his own insane. phone. He's got all his own shit in there, and he's got like stacks of magazines everywhere. How long do you think he's been here? I don't know. Well, here's my question: If he's in college, he's not 21, right? He's no, a, he could be. So then doesn't he? he so then he can buy. Does alcohol. he consume alcohol at, at no, any point? No. But also, I'm like, well. He's over 18, so he can be buying dirty magazines, but yeah, he's buying dirty mags. He's buying glamour magazines like Vogue and and like that kind of thing and tearing women out of those magazines like Sports Illustrated instead of buying uh and well, not to get too far ahead, but the pizza guy comes in and is like, "Okay, so wait, 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 wait." Blown. Oh, no, I'm just saying like these what? magazines are like rare apparently. They're racy. Glamour is something you can get fucking without any sort of uh, age verification. Okay, so just, well, let's, okay, we'll get back to it. So we got John Cryer, he's shaking his booty, he's cutting his nose hairs, he's singing uh, Robert Palmer, Addicted to Love, uh, and he's, like, basically trying to get, he's trying to psych himself up. He's doing that thing, looking in the mirror, and he's like, all right, you're going to get a date for Friday night or die trying. One of the other drinking rules I was going to make was uh, every time he talks to himself, that's all the time. It's all the time. And that this is like that that era and that style of a of um of a show where it like this is yeah. They did the same thing in Twenty One Inch Sun, because remember the dude yeah. talking to himself because his plant can't talk, but yeah, yeah. Classic. So he's like blow drying his hair, he's getting all fucking excited and uh he's he's trying to learn how to basically trick a woman into sleeping with him it's or going like, out with him. Yeah. And they have a they actually have a, a fun little shot right here where he's like you're either getting a date Friday night or you're dead. And they have what looks... Die trying. Die trying. And they have like what looks like a gun pulled to He his holds head. the blow dryer to his head like a gun. Uh, to his already dry hair. <laughs> I didn't notice that one, but yeah. He's reading a magazine too. It's like a fashion magazine with Don Johnson from Miami. Don Vice. Johnson, yeah. And it's like... the. Did you see the name of the article? Or Well, if the name of the article that he was in is Plaids. They're back. <laughs> That <laughs> was like that's the name of an article in here. Like that's that's one of the things that's great about Amazing Stories is like all the little details are funny as fuck. Well, I think that's why I, to go back to my point about like the intro is it it all the stuff in this made me like remember what it was like when we were kids growing up. It's like that like dumb generic catchphrases and and just a cheesy shit was just normal. It wasn't cheesy at that point. It was just normal straight up. Uh, I don't know. I I liked it and then. Uh, this is one of my favorite characters. He's my favorite character too. Bert oh. rules. His name is Bert. Special Bert. He calls himself Special Bert. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Bert is a pizza guy. Rocking a fucking dope outfit, by the way, too. That hat with that uh, with that shirt. Are you kidding me? And in Berkeley, that guy would fit in like crazy. Also, we forgot to mention uh, the suspenders this guy's wearing. Uh, our friend Phil. Is that a thing? Was Sus that a thing? Suspenders? Yeah, were they? So he's looking at this magazine of Don Johnson, and I think he was dressing a lot like how they dressed in Miami Vice, because Miami Vice, I guess, was known for uh, the protagonist. Fashion? Yeah, yeah. He was wearing these really expensive Versace, like, Italian suits that were, like, very, very expensive. and White loafers? Yeah, and Rolex watches and all this stuff that nobody knew. Like, it's kind of one of the shows that really made high, expensive fashion, like, more well-known. And then he would always wear, like, weird pastel shirts under it. How far up uh, his body was was his pants? 
I'd say about an inch or two below the nipples. Right, right below the nipple. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to, that could have been in, like, a man's bra. Yeah, if you've seen um, Cheech and Chong up in smoke, it's pretty much what Cheech is rocking. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, what what is it like when you go to the bathroom with wearing something that high-waisted? You gotta, like, go as soon as, like, the thought crosses your mind, because it's going to take a long time to get them down. You're gonna spend, like, an hour with, like, a pulley system trying to get them all the way down your body? Yeah, you need someone to back you up. Yeah. Help you get out of those things. Or do you have the, the front flap? <laughs> I want a front flap. Uh, so, anyway, we get our our favorite character. Burr. This guy is rolling in with five pizza boxes, knocks on one door... The guy literally he's is like... He's also... He's a pizza delivery guy eating, eating pizza. pizza while he's bringing them in. And he Why just... Why don't we just leave our jobs and do that? <laughs> well, I don't know if it'll work out well to just spontaneously burst into a doorway, meet a person who happens to have a magic woman in there. We don't know, but like... Well, okay, so he is literally, he's he's carrying five pizzas that are like, look like they're crushed shit, and he's just randomly bumping into dorm room doors until then, one's unlocked. And then he just opens one up. And, and he walks right in, in. Throws it down, acts so nonchalant, it's like. Do you know what he says? It, okay. I wrote I it do down. Know what he said, I don't think he says pepperoni pizzas. He calls it something else, no? Calls them five pepperoni pluses. Pepperoni pluses. Is that like $42 a- even. Uh, so I calculated what it was uh-huh. in 1986. That would be $98 in our day now. Wow. You know what? But that's still cheaper than like fucking I gotta say, Zachary's around the corner and all that. Ch- oh, shit. Tom, what? you actually did do some work. I, I did. I got to say, nice job, bro. That's $98 and like 30 cents for five pepperoni pizzas. That's not bad. So, yeah. So we meet Bert. For five full-size pizzas. In pepperoni world. pluses yeah that, that that's a that basically it's a meat combo well so bert's like yo somebody ordered these pizzas and like uh we got you know them left over me? so i'm just fucking walking around aimlessly to drop off free pizzas to somebody there was a party last night and we got backed up and these are leftover i'm like wait so the person i watched this episode with the first time was like wait so are they they got the order and they just put it off until now or they made them and the delivery drivers couldn't get there like so now it's 9 a.m. the next morning, and you're just dropping up pizzas in random places. Like, I, I it didn't make sense. But I loved it, though. I would, I would, I, you I know wanna... I'm happy of? Right now, if someone came through our studio doors and gave us a pepperoni pizza, five of them, for $42, I would, I would ask their day. What if they were made the night before? I still would do it. Okay. Kidding me? All right. Well. What's the, what's the longest you've ever, like, what's the longest you've left out food and actually ate it? What a question. Yeah. Um, I mean, I. I've left out pizza for multiple days and eaten it. Yeah, I have too. I've left out, like, I've ordered pizza, like, at night one day and then, like, ate what, eaten it, passed out, and then kind of, like, hung out on the table all day the next day. And then I ate it for, like, breakfast the following day. I did that. And it was, like, not in the fridge. It was just. No, (laughs) I did that last month when I was in, uh, when I was in Long Island. We bought. Jesus Christ. Jesus. We bought, uh, we bought chicken pizza. Left it out for like sixteen hours and ate it when we woke up in the morning, and all of us are fine. Which I, mean, I don't know if that is good or bad thing. We all know about foodborne illnesses and eating food out of the danger zone. All right. Well, anyway, 
Um, so, okay. So we meet Bert. He stumbles in, shows all these pieces. Very impressed by all these fucking clothed ladies on the wall. You know what he's so impressed with? Those uh, suspenders. Yeah, he goes, he goes, you trying to score in those threads? Yeah. Uh, but he also likes, at first he likes the, the suspenders. He's like, what are those, leather? We got suspenders. And then, then he's like, <laughs> trying to score in those threads. This guy reminded me of like, if Rodney Dangerfield was like a, a, a teenager in, in the 80s. I don't think I think Rodney Dangerfield was just hatched out of an egg, fully grown to an old man. I don't think he's he ever never existed. been a child. Yeah. He's never a kid. Maybe this was him. It was just because <laughs> he comes in, he's just like quip after quip. He doesn't like stop. He doesn't listen to people. He just goes and goes and goes. Uh, That's why we like him so much. And he calls himself Special Bert. He's like, hey, again, like to reiterate, he's like, uh, the yeah, these are pizzas left over. If you like them, if you got a craving. Give me a call. I'm Special Bert. Shows his name tag. Do you think there's like a regular Bert who works there? Oh, there totally is regular Bert. <laughs> regular Bert acts just like they're, they're accounted. And this guy's just like his little brother. He's like, you can call me Robert. I am Robert. And this is Special Bert. Special Bert. Like when he gets in his car, he puts a helmet on. Thanks, Special Tommy. Uh, so we hey, see... Uh, Tommy Jr., if you're wearing a helmet right now, don't worry about it. Don't feel bad. It runs in the family. Yeah. On your... Mom's side? Mm, Sorry, Tom. Uh, So we see uh, Phil, uh, John Cryer, he uh, is reading his book, uh, The College Man's Guide to Picking Up Women. And not only is he reading it in public, which I feel like would be terribly embarrassing, but he's reading it out loud as he's walking around. Yeah. Well, he also runs into Angela. Yeah. So we meet Angela. And she has got a cramp that you just need to rub out. The way we okay, so we the way we're introduced to Angela, it's a point of view shot of like a, a person's hand from we like inside a closet. I liked that. It, it was like one of those like false like trying to like trick you as a viewer to be like, uh oh, someone some sinister's happening. Someone's spying on this dude from the nope. crack. No, and then she like jumps out. She's just fucking horny and she wants to fuck. She's doing like that thing like. I love the way guitar she jumped players. across. Yeah, guitar yeah, she players. She buried. She, she chuck buried across the stage. We gotta okay. From now on, every time you see someone jump on one leg, they're chuck buried. They're chuck buried, baby. Very nice. Um, but yeah, Angela, she's you know kind of like the mousy, nerdy girl, and um, I guess we're we're led to believe that she is the daughter of the what is it the RA the the house. Is that what it is? Yeah. I didn't real. I, I watched it three times. I did not pick that up. That's what he says because he's reading it out. It's like whatever you do, make sure that you don't. And then she like jumps across the room. He's like, hook up with the daughter of the RA. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's an RA, resident assistant. Yeah, yeah. That, so the RA usually is as a student, though. Well, that's the daughter of the RA. Oh, so that's the reason why. She, be like, yeah, that's weird. Because like the whole time you're like, okay, this dude's obsessed with women. And there's this nerdy chick, you know, she might not be, she, th- okay, it's the thing that they did in every 80s movie. It's like, a good looking girl, but we put very glasses generic glasses. Her. And am I wrong? But these are the exact same type of glasses that are on every girl. Yeah, who's I supposed think, to I'm nerdy. pretty sure it was the only, they, it was the only pair and they just like passed them around the studio. They're like, they were right, like, shit, we're filming today. We need that. Like, uh, remember the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you remember the Chipmunks cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. The nerdy uh, chipmunk girl wore uh, those glasses. Okay, John. That's, she was so cute. Yeah, uh. <laughs> so uh, we go outside, and we get our first, uh, take a drink, we get our first uh, music play. Yeah, so we, we're hearing the cool guitar riff. Okay, so 
reading all the different things because uh, John Cryer is reading the book about how to pick up chicks, and this is his first attempt at using the book, and this is what he calls the direct approach. Yeah. Uh, can I, I before we do this? I have four words for you. Ow, chi, wah, wah. Yeah. And he doesn't even say it correctly. No, okay, yeah. So it's like, uh, as soon as he sees this woman who is walking down the street at... Very, not terribly, I mean, she's out very of his looking. Le- out of his league. Definitely out of, out out of his, his league, yeah, that's true. That's, that's what true. counts. Um, and he's like, Aichiwawa or Hachimachi? I don't it's know. Like, it's like a fusion of it's those something two. something that I feel like I would order at Starbucks. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> well, I've heard of Hachimachi and I've heard of Aichiwawa, but I've not heard of Aichibama I don't know. Whatever it was. Okay, I have a question. Do you think that John Cryer just was like told to improvise almost all the dialogue, or just he he could riff on most of it? Because a lot of it feels like they were, this is probably like take fifteen of him doing a different thing. That's a good question. Like when he goes up and he's like, so leading up to our next segment, he runs up to this lady. So okay, so babes walking by. Just okay to actually answer that question. I'm thinking about it. I'm like the only movies I've really seen him in is like this. Superman 3, and of course, Pretty in Pink. I'd never seen him in um, three, uh, Two and a Half Men. <laughs> three and a Half Men. I've never... Okay, fuck that show. Um, anyway, that show too. the point is, uh, I don't know if he's like a clever, funny dude or not. I know he's a comedian at one point, and he's actually... Where, like, I've heard that he's well-respected, but that could just be internet speculation. I don't know. Well, whatever it is, I thought he was killing it in this episode. He like, fucking crushed it. I think that, honestly, like, you know, again, not to give anything away, but I feel like if maybe another actor had had to take on this role, he might not have done it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now that I'm thinking about it, all of the lead actors from all the other episodes of Amazing Stories were killing it. Remember Ballantine from yeah. Hell to Pay? And the, what's his name from uh, 21 Inch Sun? Like, all the lead actors. And the guy from uh, Mummy Daddy. Yeah, he was wearing he was wearing a mask though, so it didn't really come but, through. But he's the, still like the charisma. You, yeah, the yeah, charisma's there. You know, I think you know Spielberg really has a neck for uh, at least for but, the lead. Yeah, um, I loved this part though when he the direct approach. The direct approach means you walk up to someone and uh, what do you tell them, John? Oh, baby, I love you more than my folks and he stutters through it and that's why i was like is this guy just like they, they probably had like 15 takes of me like say the awkward most awkward thing you can think of i thought because yeah if they if they're like there's if their screen directions like go do the direct approach and he's like well what's that it's like uh you figure it out yeah hey this dick ain't sucking itself oh my nope, god that can't work <laughs> it eventually boiled down to i love you more than i love my folks yeah which is weird as hell because it's like he he didn't read that out of the book. That was something that he came up with. And then, uh, what does this fabulous babe say in return? Uh, she, how would you, you want like, open heart surgery with a spoon? Yeah. Uh, so, was that a thing in the eighties? Because there was like, ooh, gag me with a spoon. That was like an eighties. Spoons thing. were negative, like association back then. Nobody liked spoons. I love a spoon. Silver spoons. Remember that show from the eighties? No. Oh. What was that? It was like a, about a rich kid. Rich kid. Born with a silver spoon. That's you, John. I mean, I did have you basic a, cable. Yeah, you had basic cable. <laughs> I had uh, a flip book that we'd watch instead of cable. <laughs> it was America's Funny Some Videos. It was just a kid falling down. <laughs> Guess what? We're watching that kid fall down, the stick figure. Man, I miss that show. I, I miss the ones with, with the... 
with Saget. The funniest things you do, America, America, America this is you. And they'd always they'd always pan in. They could see like the camera guy. You know, they'd always have like that thing where. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like a fake a little fake camera scene. set. Yeah. Stories from the friends <laughs> next door you never told. All right. Well, uh, so the direct approach does not work out so well. He's being told to uh, gag on a spoon. Uh, so then, uh, we, go to the drugstore. Well, yeah, on the way to the drugstore, we see Bert again, eating pizza, again, take a drink, again. And he doesn't know where he's going. Yeah, he's like, hey, is this whatever, blah, 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 he address. He is Spicoli. He is a Spicoli, but like a funnier, more talkative Spicoli. He's Spicoli like two years after high school. Yeah. He's like a- He's like, I've not left, but I, at least I have like disposable income to fucking buy weed. And I can't remember where I'm going all the time. And I'm eating pizza all the time. Where do I apply for this job? I mean, it's living the dream, dude. Um, so we go into the drugstore. And she is smoked. This cashier is fucking amazing. Yeah, she's a really cute uh, girl. She's got her hair all permed out. Uh, and she's, I, I feel like this actress was just told to like pretend like there's music playing and just be like bobbing your head. Yeah. Like, She's that one that's like, you're working at this like dead-end job, but you're like still happy and successful and cool. Like, no. She seems kind of psycho. So, so okay. So, he's already tried the direct approach with this girl on the street. So and then now he, he looks up there the is a drugstore. Okay. Well, that's what's funny about this. So, this is, so he, uh, he's already tried the direct approach. This is the intellectual approach. But the drugstore section it's of that. It's a section of it. And like later on, there's another one too, where it's like all these subdirectories. So yeah, not so. Not only does he have a section for intellectual approach, but there's within that chapter drugstore, drugstore. Like he, there's all these different scenarios of what to say and how to do. Drugstore is like like Walgreens now, right? Yeah, I feel like drugstores back then were just like uh, a family owned place. That they're like, we'll give you whatever the fuck you want. Okay, so okay, we got Phil. He's uh, approaches this babe behind the counter, and uh, his strategy this time is to pick a magazine up off the rack. Again, a nudie magazine. No, I don't think it was. I think it was like a fashion magazine. Uh, it was I like, I, I I thought it was. It was a. It was definitely a, a, a made up uh, periodical, but it was. I don't think it was supposed to be adult. But whatever the case is, I, he. Because mm. okay, so he goes up to a girl and he goes, "Hey, what's up? I'm a photographer. In fact, if you play your cards right, I could probably get you in one of these yeah. bad boys." And I'm like, "That's gonna be kind of a weird thing to say if it's a porn." And that's what he's being directed by in his little book too, which is weird. It's like just lie, lie, lie. Which actually, to be fair, is not far from actual like first dates and dating or trying to pick someone up. Okay, so the thing is, when you're a young man, I'm you, not. I know, but when we were young men. Mm. Uh, like, you know, you don't know, you don't have a firm sense of self. You don't really have any, like, confidence. So you try anything because you don't know what the right way to do is, you know? Yeah, you're that's just, true. That's a good point. You're stumbling around through life. So he's got this book. Clearly, it's not going to work. But he goes in there. He pretends to be a photographer. And he goes, hey, I'm a photographer. And she goes, I'm a clerk at a drugstore. I'm so a cashier. I, I'm a cashier. That's what she says. And uh, he gives her some money. And he's, like, flirting with her. And she, like, whips out, like, a knife? No, or, well, a pair she's of giving him his change back, so it's five dollars for the magazine. Oh yeah, what did she he say? Gives her a tw- he gives her a twenty, and he grabs her wrist that has like fourteen hundred bracelets on it. By the way, too, does a very awkward grab, and she like 
throws a knife down between his fingers like that game used to play where you'd like mash the knife. Alien. Is that what it's called? Alien? No, have you seen the movie Alien? Yeah, there's the robot. Yeah. He's Bishop. Yeah. Bishop, great guy. Um, <laughs> Shout out. What's hey, up, bud? bud? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, yeah, so that happens, and he's like, all right, well, see you later. That backfired. That's, that's, that's what? That's number two of the losses that he's taken so far? Yeah, the next approach is, uh, uh, that was the subtle approach. He's in class now. Now he's doing the intellectual approach. The subtle approach was the last one. This is and the he's intellectual. He's got, uh, there's a babe wearing those same glasses, um, but she's like writing on a clipboard and there's all these beakers and like chemistry shit all around. I fucking hated this. Like, so, I hated it. it was so awkward. Yeah, he's very awkward. Uh, so, he, so his intellectual approach is to go up to this girl and be like, hey, babe, I got the whole table of periodic table of the periodic table, table of, of elements. elements stenciled on my ceiling that's pretty cool actually that'd be a cool i'm not lying i wouldn't fuck him either but like uh that'd be kind of cool to have on your ceiling you wouldn't fuck him <laughs> i mean i've never fucked a guy but uh okay so uh, you know what i would put on that table of elements i'd put you and me right next to each other why because we're we have chemistry what yeah okay <laughs> it's like what are you getting at here all right, so he's he's hitting on this chick. Uh, she's definitely not into it, and then he fumbles around like a like a total nerd. Spills these giant like beakers of magic potion. He spills one, and then the second one he spills is the worst like fake act or not fake acting acting of like oh I'm trying to clean up one mess. I'm gonna knock something else over, and it falls onto this magazine that's on the ground. Why is there a dog magazine on the ground there? Are you telling me you don't have the latest issue of Bow Wow Magazine? Bow Wow Magazine. Did you look at... Okay, so do, if you didn't watch it reverse, did I, you read all the little subtitles? I paused so many times and had to do it. And I, and I knew you were going to give me a hard time about it, but I was like... Hey, I, man, I'm just trying to help you out. I don't want your help. So, yeah. He, so, there's these... So, you know what? I, potions are great. Potions are magic. They can do anything. Are you a anything. potion fan? Who doesn't love potions? I don't know. We need more potions in our empty life. What kind of potion do you like? Emotion potion. I like some. <laughs> I like some more emotion on the potion. To be honest. Well, so okay, so there's one that's like a weird, gross, like pukey pink, and then there's Let, one that's, that's the one that when we, uh, I was telling you it looked like um, what's that stuff you drink? The bismol. Bismol. Pepto bismol. Pepto. Or it yeah, like yeah. Pepto. And then the other one's like a light blue, like goo. They just added blue to whatever the same yeah. thing. So is. drink, of course, because you're seeing goo. And it starts bubbling, which is con- contrary to like the rest of the rest of when he's like rubbing his fingers on the the woman at one point. Well, okay, we'll we'll get to this. So w- what's happening now is yeah, he spills these two different types of chemicals that they're mixing up, whatever they are, onto and, a magazine on the ground, and a chemical ma- com- chemicals fall into the ground, and then while that's happening. The girl, he, the pretty girl, he was talking to stomps off, and he just starts throwing out. He's like, "Well, I might as well hit on this other like nerdy girl." Who, who you know, she looks like um, like 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 Buzz's like little sister from Home Alone. She's mean, got like the Buzz face. She got, like, you mean this, Buzz's like, the, girlfriend? Woof. No, no, not at all. She oh, like, you mean has like Kevin's that, like, younger sister, or like if no, if there was a, say, I'm not saying it, it's it's the McAllister family, but if you would look at Buzz by himself. She has a buzz face. Yeah, she's um, not a traditionally uh, handsome woman. Well, um, but you know what? She should pay more attention to her makeup instead of just washing her hair all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he hits on her. He goes, he goes hey, uh, what are you doing Friday night? And she's like, I'm washing my hair. All night long. Yeah. 
She's I wish just, she had said it like that, too. Well, she's just basically like, she's don't get like, any wild ideas, dude. Like, I might not be much, but you're, I'm still out of your league. Yeah, she's like, I'm masturbating all night long. And then we cut back, and the Sharpay, the, who is the dog on the cover. They of play the pronoun the game right there, too. What's, what is this, or what's it? And it's like, that's clearly a dog, you idiot. Yeah, so the the girl he was ch- uh, chatting up is like, oh, wow, that's a Sharpay. That's one of the rarest dogs in the world. and Not true. Well, maybe in 86, I don't know. So, okay, this is, this is, they do this later, too. Every time these two potions are, are, are mixed together, whatever they land on gets conjured into real life. But one of the things that's always really funny is you never see it. It's always the two potions get mixed, something else distracts you, and then you look back, and then it's now become that. And Okay. That's, you, okay. There's something I want to touch on that later, too, uh, very similar to this, what we're talking about. But um, don't you love how uh, she instantly is like, there's a dog here, and the teacher is still just, like, not giving two fucks about what's happening. Wouldn't you be, if you were a teacher at a, a college, which it seems like, there's a dog just randomly showing up in your uh, chemistry, I'm assuming chemistry class? Maybe this is uh, that uh, Springwood Community College where all the teachers are terrible. Oh, my God. Are you going, <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> it's a shared universe with it's Freddy's the, Nightmares. What was the other one we were saying it was a shared universe with? Freddy's Nightmares and what, the, the Hitchhiker? I think it was the Hitchhiker where we had, that's all the same place. Um, but no, yeah, so he's like, looks down, sees the dog, gives it to her right away. Yeah, but so but nobody else seems to notice what happened. First of all, nobody notices that a dog appeared out of nowhere. That's my point. And second of all, nobody's like, huh, that's weird. And he's the only person that figures out. And he, as soon as and he, the dog's missing from the front of the magazine too, it's like a white it whited out. It, no, it looks like ripped out. Like it, it doesn't even look like whited out. It looks like like you know when you tear like uh, a cover like off the, the one of the layers off the cover off. It's got that like kind of like feathery look to it. Like it's it's it ripped paper. It's ripped it, paper. And then he is like he okay. puts it together, figures it out. Ooh. And then he thanks God. He thanks, uh, thank you, sir, I think. He yeah, he goes, he goes, oh, thank you, sir. Thank and you, I was sir. like, that's so much weirder than saying thank you, God, because it just makes you even more aware He's, of it. Spielberger's like, none of that God shit here. Yeah, it's like we don't want to alienate any other denominations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as soon as he figures out what's up, he gets fucking a boner and throws these potions into a box and he runs and off. And his magazines that he clearly has brought with him for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, that's weird. He brought those magazines to class. <laughs> Imagine bringing fucking. He's like, he's like, all right, students. Class. All right, students, you all have. Um, hopefully, you've brought your own uh, episodes of Bow Wow magazine uh, issues of Bow Wow. And then also your. Oh, wait, I guess if he just bought that magazine on the way there at the drugstore. Still, you wouldn't put that in like. You're right. Get a locker. Your be- Get a backpack. In your, in your bug that you drive, your Beetle. Oh, yeah. He's got a cool car. Uh, I, I just picture him, like, in class, like, uh, filling out, like, the weird, like, adult, you know, and it's like, what do you consider the hottest thing? The nipple? The, you know, in those magazines, they always have, like, the questionnaire oh, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Like, I bet you he's like, what is the more sexual person that you like? Like, walk on the beach? Uh, you know, early morning. What kind of lover are you? This easy 25 questionnaire. Or uh, or the the fourth one was uh, is your most rock thing stenciling the periodic table of elements, elements on the, the ceiling of your 
room. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So he he grabs these potions and then he immediately rushes home. And again, we we see Angela hanging out. She's always hanging out in like the lobby of his dorm. Yeah, and she's got her hands stuck in the couch. I know. I was wondering. I was like, do you think she's really caught down there, or do you think she was? It was a ploy to have him like help her. No, it was. That's why the whole calf thing was the same thing. Oh, okay, yeah. You didn't get that? No, I got that. That the the oh, it was it a totally fake was Charlie that. horse. It was a fake Charlie horse. And but I was, was like, fake... how funny would that be if she had like legit caught her hand uh, in the couch? And she's like, no, please, I'm not trying to be cute. Like I'm really like stuck. Homer, Homer in that episode where he gets his hand cut in the in the two different uh, vending machines. machines. Sir, you can just let go of that. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Um, um, anyway, so uh, he gets he, home, immediately locks himself in his room. This he, is my. This and he, part made me so mad. So he, okay, so what does he do? He's got his potions. He knows you mix the fucking pink with the blue, put him on top of a picture, and it's going to be real. So he pours out all this goo on top of a centerfold. We need to talk about something. He gets in that room, goes to his desk, and shoves five pizzas, perfectly fine, maybe a slice missing from uh, Special Bird. This and, is your and, problem? And uh, a computer. Wait, there's he a, shoves a computer, a computer off? screen. He shoves off side there. This is eighty six. That thing's probably worth fucking thousands of dollars to just print out a piece of paper. But five pizzas? Wouldn't oh you, my dude, god, dude! You're telling me if you had not, if you were trying to like, if you had a magic potion that could make any yeah, photo oh, of a girl real, you would be throwing every item you own out of your room. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I take it back. My apologies. Uh, I still would have placed the pizzas. Uh, Onto like my. You're like chair. I really need something to eat after I get yeah. down with this babe. You know, for that three seconds of sex I'm gonna have. <laughs> uh, so he puts it all on there, and he puts a little too much though. He gets a little distracted. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's he's like he's getting ready. He's like, oh yeah. It takes off his jacket. He's like rubbing his hands together, and he's staring at this thing. And then it's like a phone call. I think Angela calls him or something like that. And I think it's the next one. Well, every time it's a distraction. One of them is Angela outside the door. So whatever. He looks away, and he looks back, and guess what? Great practical effects right here. Well, yeah, it's – okay, so this is – I think it's called forced perspective. Yep. And it's what makes it look like the She's centerfold. gigantic. Yeah, so the I actress- like that. This is what started – we spoke off air briefly about our, our different feelings on the episode, but this is what I, th- I thought was really nice about it was – they do some really nice effects. Like, they make her huge and menacing, and she's, like, in sort of lingerie kind of thing. She's wearing, like, a bathing suit, but she's, like, so tall that, like, her head is, like, scraping the ceiling. She's Yeah, she's running her, her paws on the on the ceiling. And, and she's like, kiss me, and I'm all yours. What is that? They never explain that whole they thing. They don't, especially since it, I mean, like, I guess they can't really do with the dog, but like, you know what I mean? Like, Jesus but like, uh, they have this forced perspective thing where she's like, all she's like a giant Amazon woman. I was just thinking, yeah. death by snoo snoo. Death by snoo snoo. Shout out to Futurama. Hey, bud. Did uh, you really think that? Oh, of course. Okay, cool. So yeah, she's this giant Amazon woman. I've never been with a woman taller than me. All right. So I used to work with this girl and uh did we work together with her no i used to work with her at this pot club and like she was cute and like i was always like trying to be like what's up but like uh it just never really panned out because she ended up getting another job and all this other stuff but uh which is saying something because john is a very good looking man i kept in touch with her and uh i remember seeing her a few years later and like we had we got each other's numbers and we're talking and stuff like that she was one of those crossfit uh, ladies who just does like crazy like squatting like hundreds of pounds and she's got like huge thighs and her like arms and back were hella jacked and I was just like this 
girl could like fold me up like a lawn chair and like I like it was so were you into it? I don't know. I mean like I I'm I did in, it, but I, like it was not a conventionally feminine Treats. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. I mean, it's all whatever whatever you're into, good for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I personally am heterosexual, but I've never met the hitchhiker in person. Yeah, that's true. I love his butt. Oh, man. You know I have a crush on Tom Hardy. Yeah. Whatever. The point is, I have had uh, relations with a, a very Amazonian snoo snoo. I don't think I ever have. <laughs> it's not too late. Um... But yeah. So yeah, they they she is huge and, and he she is crushing shit left and right. He is terrified. Yeah. So Phil's afraid and this is just upsetting uh this This is where woman. we right where we get our first uh example of the generic couple making out in a college dorm. Yes. There's the uh the couple that's making out is like sitting on the couch next to Angela and they're like like I said, they're making out like the plane's going down. I, like, I I told you, I watched this with a friend, and we see this couple many times throughout the end of this episode, and I'm, we were like, you got to take a break. Someone's got, You're going to get, like, mouth burn. Like, I'm all for making out and all that stuff, but th- these people are, like, doing the thing where, like, dude's going to have his dick hard, and he's not going to be able to bust that thing out of his jeans. Not in <laughs> 1986 jeans. Those things are going to be tight as fuck. Those guest jeans. It's going to be cutting rope. <laughs> Shooting ropes. Shooting ropes. Well, probably not. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. So we see them, and it's basically the reason we are seeing this shot of Angela and these people making out is because they're in the, the common area or the he's lobby. The, yeah, he's and they're the, right above the, do- the, the room right above yeah. them. And- so Angela's hearing all this commotion. She's hearing this pers- this woman being like, give me a kiss. And, like, and then I'm yours. Yeah, and I'm yours. And she's like... What the heck? She's of course jealous, especially and probably a little confused because so he's she never think had. That this girl is having sex with Phil and is like getting railed by Phil so hard, but she still is like, "Kiss me and I'm yours." Like, I don't know. I like to think like you know you maybe you don't hear everything okay. through the through the floor. We're hearing it different than than they are. But my favorite shot that they show is it's like the camera is like over the shoulder of the woman. Like for looking down, and you see her arms like reaching out, Great and then shot. you see him like grabbing beanbag chairs and the all this stuff. I love he's this, like the trying to talk. he's like doing like the lion tamer thing with like a like a yeah. chair. I was like, dude, this is so funny. And she grabs that chair, and snaps it up, and then he grabs like the like a hockey stick from like nineteen oh two, and <laughs> ye old ye old hockey, hockey stick. stick. <laughs> And she just snaps in half, and then she goes into, or he goes in the bathroom, and this is, I love him, like, this bathroom door is the real winner in this entire episode, because it, it holds up for a while. It does, but, okay, here's my question. If you're as, like, sex-starved as he is, Why would what's you the go problem? You what could, is the problem? You could get your whole body in that vagina. I mean, you okay. You could just slide right up in there and have your way with it. I mean, okay, so, let's say, best case scenario, he's five what ten? Best I mean, case scenario. That's a good size. That's an average height, I think. That's me. And she's what twelve feet, thirteen no, feet. Yeah, the tops. Man, she's yeah. not even that. T- she's hitting the. She's, yeah, she's uh, in the studio here. I'm looking up. She's probably twelve feet tops. I'm just like I, that's that's when I started to think. I'm like, what is the psychology of him wanting women? Is he just trying to get laid? Does he like the idea of being with a beautiful woman you know to it show is? it off? He's too small. They can't sixty nine. Oh, that's he's only in it for the that's only in it for the sixty nine favorite position. Yeah, he saw it once in a magazine. Yeah, um, but so, the, actually, the picture was uh, one of those ones like in a Mad magazine where you 
pull the two things, the, the, the page together. Fold-ins. Fold Mad Magazine yeah. fold-ins. Shout out to Mad Magazine. Dude, they don't make it anymore. What? It's no, no longer print Mad Magazine. Isn't what about that Cracked? No. No Cracked and no Mad. Whoa. What? Me worry? Me worry what? Alfred E. Newman. Yep. Um, so uh, yeah, hey, this bud. Amazon lady, she's so horny, she's smashing shit, and then oh. throwing the other side of the door... Goo starts melting under She's the door. Melting. Take a drink. You see goo. So does this mean the dog melted too? That's what I was wondering. So it seems it takes just a few minutes. Okay. So this is something I also want to talk about. From what we're led to believe, from what happens with the women, if he doesn't kiss these women within a certain duration of time, they return to goo. But if it's the dog, like somehow this dog had the perfect, like quintessential amount of goo hit it. It was brought into reality, and then immediately it gets the love from this girl. So now it's persistent. It stays there. Okay, yeah. I got that, too. And I was thinking, like, so he fucks up the first time. Understandable. And as we come to find out, no spoilers, but he screws it up a couple times. Wouldn't you be like, all right, that dog showed up. So the first time it screws up. Wouldn't you be like, all right, I did too much. Why don't I do the exact amount that I spilt on the dog? Because that dog came out perfect. One of the rarest dogs in the world. Also, it would have been really funny if the dog came out and it's like, kiss me, and I'll love <laughs> you like, forever. I'm Poochie, the rockin' dog. Wow, 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 wow. And then he kisses it, and that's it. Fun of a simple birthday. Uh, okay, so, no, I was wondering about that, too. Um, but I like to think that, yeah, you need to have somebody interact with this magically conjured creature to keep it uh, still, like, alive in our world. Because not only, well, of course, here's the thing. Real quick, just the counter-argument to what you just said. If you're a 20-year-old thinking with your dick, you're not going to let the fear of being crushed by an Amazon dissuade you or the fact that it just melted into goo. He's like, okay, I used too much of this potion. I got to check my my uh, ratios a little bit, make sure that it's going to be... I mean, I've melted my wiener into goo before when I was that age, and I still went at it. Oh, snap! Bam! <laughs> um, how about... Uh, the Okay, one. Uh, so he tries what I uh, I just love how uh, this is when he has a lot of heavy breathing do you notice this too no what what happens he just is heavy breathing the entire time it's like he's not actually like going through anything physical he's basically just like kind of running away from the various people that he eventually his adrenaline is probably pumping and also his prostate <laughs> it helps his prostate no uh, so he's like Okay, I just had this crazy ass giant lady smash almost all my belongings. You well, know, guess what? I'm gonna go back there and try it again. He this time he tries less potion, and, and he like this is when he rubs it on. Yeah, so he tries a little bit less, and he rubs just a little bit, like he, mm. he like a couple drops, and he spreads it all over the mm. the photo of a lady, and then again he hears Angela banging then, on this the is door. When Angela comes to the door. He turns around. What does he tell her? He just did. What? He said he dropped his bed. Oh my god. That's like, so- that's why, again, I go back to, be like, this is John Cryer, like, probably took that take, like, 15 times, and that was, like, his being, like, ah, whatever, I just dropped my bed. For all like, we know, he's a consummate bed? professional, like, he might be, you know, a star, and we never knew it. Uh-huh. He was under the radar. Mm. So, he turns back after he, like, shoes Angela off, and we see there's a, a regular-sized woman looking good. We don't see her face. Her hair is obstructing her face, and she's, like... Give me a kiss. I thought she was going to have uh, have half a face based on what they showed her because she had like the hair over one eye. So I was like half a face coming and then it was, no, she's got like 
not enough. She's like a like a wax dummy almost. Like she. So what I thought was she looked like it, the reveal is she moves her hair and she's like a weird skeleton lady. Yeah. And you know what it reminded me of was Gina Davis in Beetlejuice. Remember when she's like in her bride dress and she's like decomposing with like yeah yeah with Alec Baldwin. Ooh, that's a reference, by the way. That is Beetlejuice. Don't you have some Beetlejuice news? We will. Beetlejuice 2 coming soon. Yep, Beetlejuice. And also the guy who wrote this one uh, wrote Beetlejuice. What's up, bud? Hey, bud. Um, so, yeah, we see that this, uh, again, this beautiful lady, it's not quite what he bargained for. Last time she was a beautiful lady, too big. This time she's got the right proportions, scary face. Um, and my question is this. He didn't use enough potion, so shouldn't she be a small Woman, I, I did, there was no rhyme or reason. Don't you think that would be funnier to give like you know a little person yep. like running around? I thought that was gonna happen. I was like, I want to turn around and then like just she melts, or he's just like he does like the Big Brother thing where he puts like his hand on her head <laughs> until she melts, like you know the held, uh, holds her away, grabbing at her. Um, so this is when we get the, our next attempt. Uh, for and what? This for is him when to escape? Angela is having none of this now at this point. So, okay. So he uh, is being pursued this time by a skeleton lady, and I loved this scene. He traps the skeleton woman in the closet, and then skeleton hands, like, real, like... Oh, punches through. No, it's the bathroom. Pun- it's the bathroom. Okay, well, yeah. He, well, he, he, whether it's the bathroom or the closet or whatever, he is on the other side of a door, and these skeleton hands crack through the door, and they choke him. And I was like, this is just like Army of Darkness. I love that. I actually you remember that. It's, it's like funny. The- is that, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. But I remember um, when I was watching this the first time, I was like, the bathroom door, I wrote down my notes, the bathroom door is the real hero in this episode, and then a skeleton hand just easily punches right through it. I was like, God damn it. And like, there goes that theory. There goes that theory. It's gone. And uh, the skeleton lady now melts into melts. goo. Take a drink. So he takes uh, another attempt at this. And then, okay, so every time he makes, he, he tries to like create a woman, like weird science style, they some bad thing happens and he kind of goes a little bit more crazy each time like he he's like talking to himself more his like hair's like messed up he's got this heavy breathing he he keeps getting more and more manic and uh and he's like running low on potion as it goes on it goes on i got a really good analogy or uh, analogy for uh when he's like getting really low on the potion so he's like So he's like losing his fucking mind. I'm like, dude, all your fucking belongings have been completely smashed. Except for those, they never uh, managed to hit those potions, though. They're always still sitting on that thing right there. And his one chair. His one heavy chair. Which is insanely heavy. I don't understand. His 300-pound chair. So uh, this is when Angela calls the police. Yes. And do you you notice, I think she dials 911. Uh Uh-huh. And then says, operator, can you give me the police? I watched it in Mirror, though, so maybe it was 311. No, it might have been 911, but it could have been, like, 911, you call for a fire. Oh, yeah. You know. oh. oh, God damn it. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm just... Um, but then we have the two best cops of all time. Yeah. I fucking loved this scene. Yeah, so so uh, Angel calls the cops thinking that Phil is attacking some poor woman. Torturing. In, yeah, she's like, she's like, you guys got to get over here. Like, this guy, he, he can't, he can't fuck. There's no way he's just fucking some lady. He's clearly got like, you know, some lady trapped up there torturing her. And the cops show up. Her are banging on the door. Bert is, Bert is outside eating pizza too. Yeah, oh he, yeah, Bert's out there with the, Angela yeah, at yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and he's eating pizza. I fucking love Bert. I, Bert want a whole, I want a whole series on Bert. I just want to get high with Bert. Um, so Phil uh, it puts down his potion, and this time he's got a new picture. He tears the picture off the wall, and he puts it down, and he throws just a tiny little. He's okay, like, not too much. Okay, not too little. So, and it's like a like a uh, like a face shot of him. Like it's like yeah, him. You're, it's a okay. Sh- it reminds me of like if you've ever done cocaine before, and it's like the end of the bag. You're trying to like ration your. You're last trying to get. Bit. You're trying to ration it, but at the same time, you're like everyone's there watching you. If you look at the way he looks at uh, the the goo when it comes out, it's so funny. He's just like, there's a little bit, oh, there's a little bit I think what more. you're seeing is the desperation in his eye. He's like, the desperation of he's an like, addict. I will do anything. Yep. Like, this is all I got left. Yeah. If I talk to this thing, there's going to be more somehow. And nope. So he puts it on there uh, and he, he uh, puts it on this table and then all of a sudden the cops start banging on the door. So, of course, in a true fashion to the rest of the time, he's put it on a picture. He's like, looks away, and he's trying to move this chair in front of the thing. In front I of- don't know what the whole thing was that. Like, like I feel like the the actor, like I feel like John Cryer was like, just they, they improvising. Like, They're like, please, can you try to try to slide the chair, but it's too heavy. And then he did such a funny like physicality of it. They're like, oh, we gotta leave this all thing in. It's so no it's bad. like, there's no way you could possibly have a chair that heavy moved into the second floor. No. How would you get it up the stairs? How oh, would no. you get into the room? You can't even push it. Well, that's it. why it's not broken by the fucking monsters that you've created. So the far. Amazon ladies. So she's Angela's yelling at the door, and then the cops are like, all right, we're coming in. We're we know kicking you. the door down. And they know his name, too. They call him. They're like, Mr. Whatever it was, Mr. Belisi or something like that. And they kick the door in instantly, like no harm. And they come in with their pistols out. Drawn. Because they, they hear... They, they hear commotion and stuff and yeah. things moving around inside and they come in guns drawn and i love this so much they open the door and then uh phil is sitting in the chair that he couldn't move with a, with a, a smoking jacket and he's cognac got a, in his hand a big brandy glass of cognac and is smoking a cigarette and they're like where's the girl and we know you got one in here it's like kiss kiss a girl no no i think he says is that, that french it's like yeah yeah that's says, what he says yeah and uh and then sh- uh behind him so, yeah, we see all of a sudden uh, he's pretending like to play dumb, but, like, obviously his room is smashed. And then a beautiful woman uh, reaches over the edge of the chair, and the cops are like, oh. Did they, was he torturing you? And she's like, you can't even imagine. Yeah, like, but, like, in a sultry way. Like, yeah. she just wants to, like, fuck this dude's brains out. And, and the, the cops, cops are, are like, like, my man. All right, bro. And then the best thing the entire episode happens where, oh, God, what does he say? He's like, uh, oh, he gets, he's like. Uh, it's like, man, I like, I really did it. And then like the, the door opens again and the cop just sticks in and it's like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Boom. Instantly right out. It's so good. It's I, like, it's like the cops is like, all right, bro. Nice job. And then like st- close the door and just listen to it. And then he's like, okay, this is great. I'm just going to put my head back in and just like really punctuate that. It's like, uh, like Swayze and like, uh, in like point break he's like you got a lot of balls kid you know he's like giving him like the nod from distance like you've made me proud bud i know and the cops are like this like to angela like get out of here you dumb ugly broad dizzy dame yeah after the cop sticks his head in and he's like yeah you did it kid he's like wow i did it this time she's my right height and she's not a skeleton lady uh i got it completely cool and but- that She's only half a person. Yeah, we see the other side of the chair. The the, re- the reveal for this lady is that she's just a torso sticking out of an open magazine, and the rest of her is still like goo. 
I think that would have been enough for me. Well, that's the whole thing that I was saying. I was like, I would have been fine with a giant woman, you know? And I don't know if I'd be cool with the skeleton lady, but uh, I'd be okay with a ha- half a woman. Like, you know, there's people who are, you know, paraplegic. You know, they have no mobility in the, b- the bottom half of their body. I'm like, that doesn't mean they're not a lot of fun, you know? I'm like, that's why I was thinking. I was like, what is the psychology of him? Is it having a beautiful woman to show off? Because he's not like, I need to get laid. He's like, I need to have a date for Friday night. We, I kept so, on being like, oh, it's going to be the prom. It's going to be something like that. No, no nothing. No. This is college. There's no prom. Um, but whatever we see, she's only, she's a sexy lady and she's got it together, but she's only a torso. And again, just like the other ladies, she's like, give me a kiss and I'm yours forever or whatever it is. Um, so now that the cops have taken off, we see Angela and Bert hanging out downstairs, eating pizza. The other couple is still fucking going at each other, making out like crazy and um, they're all listening to Phil upstairs, and he's, like, freaking out. Um, and uh, somehow that woman is gone. Like, they don't, they yeah. don't show her turning back that into goo. That was clearly cut out. Yeah. Um, so now Phil is really, like, hitting his brink of sanity, and he tries it again. And my question is, to what end? I was like, if these people are going to be turning it into goo... Go have fun, man. You go. I mean, do what you can for like thirty that, seconds. That's what I'm saying. I, the entire time I was like, just go and get you get it in, get it out, and she's gone. Yeah. Well, so this whole time he's trying to mix potions again. Now all the potions he's mixed, all the goo. It's now there's almost out. It's goo is dripping. But he still poured a lot out for being almost out. Yeah. Well, the goo, whatever he's pouring, he's not tapped out yet. Maybe it's his homemade batch. Hey, spilling batter. Yeah. Ew. Ew. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Sorry, I said that. Is that what you say when you have sex when you're about to nut with a girl? You go like, I'm about to spill my batter. I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has. Uh, so, uh, with a girl, at least. So, uh, the goo's dripping from the ceiling on top of the pizza. So, drink for goo, drink for pizza. And then we have Bert and Angela. Uh, that sentence was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, they rush upstairs because they hear him like freaking out. And then... Um, we see the police. Well, he's like standing in the closet and like, uh, he's protecting himself. So he, he's one last time. He's like, taking I, the I, goo. I, I know the risk. I'm going. I for don't it. care. It's backfired on me every single time, but I'll try it again. And guess what? She's a babe. She's a perfect babe. She's a what? She's the right size. She's a robo babe. She's a robo babe. Uh, so we see she's the right size. She's totally cute. She doesn't have like a, a skeleton face. And, and Phil then, gets fucking domed by the the door when uh, when our buddy Bert shows up. Yeah, Bert rushes in, and the woman's like, "Kiss me, and I'm all boom. yours." And immediately he's like, "Got this." Bert is the man. Bert rules I so fucking hard. Love Bert. Bert, we need to have like we need to have our Bert of an episode now from now on. Bert fucking swoops in like a fucking G, kisses this girl, and like they immediately are like, "This is it. All right, later, guys. We're out of here." And uh, Phil, thinking, you know, here just he- having heard this uh, magazine woman who cropped into reality. He closes, say, he does a classic, close the eyes and kiss go, someone. She goes like, kiss me and I'm all yours. So he pops out of the closet, grabs Angela, and then lays one on her. We got this kick-ass song playing. By the way, dude, that song is uh, hot-blooded. That's the song. No way. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you're right. That's just, that's the riff, dude. Wouldn't have been funny if it was the dog that he like walked out of the closet and was kissing instead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't that, come in here. I'm yeah. busy. 
Um, so he's making out with Angela, and you're like, oh, this is great. So Bert gets this super babe, and then Phil finally Fucking gets Bert. Angela. Um, and somehow Phil is, he's like somehow confused that Angela is there. And he's like, he's like, wait, that was you That was you there? kissing me? Yeah. Even but, though he like looks her in the face, then like looks around her and under her to be like, wait, where's that beautiful supermodel? And then we, we see her with Bert. Again. And this, Bert's like listening to her. She'd be like, I have this size shoes. I do this. I do that. And I was like, is this supposed to be like. A, a, a model saying what her accessories are? Or I thought, is this like I a thought Barbie was, doll kind of thing being like... No, I thought what it was supposed to be was like, if you're looking at a fashion magazine, it's a it'll model, say, okay, and it'll it's say like, this what is my wearing. watch, yep. this is my bracelet, whatever. Okay, that, that that actually, I thought about that too, that makes sense, yeah. So, so they walk off happily ever after, and we're like, okay, now, like... Phil and Angela, they got together. It's finally happening. And then... But wait. You thought all that potion was gone. And then we got the magic off of pizza onto... An issue of Fangoria Magazine. Fangoria Magazine with uh, European monsters. Yeah, so actually this is the most popular Fangoria Magazine cover. And in fact, I think this issue was actually featured in Army of Darkness. So in Army of Darkness, in the back of his, like, car, there's a bunch of issues of Fangoria. That issue of Fangoria is one of the most popular issues. I was a huge Fangoria nerd when I was a kid and until they stopped publishing it. Um, but basically it's draping onto this picture of a monster. So at the end you're like, wait you're a minute. Believe There's that. tons and tons of goo pouring onto a scary like monster. It's like a zombie with no skin. And it's kind of like, whoa, is it happy ending or not? But it was the, the end question mark kind of thing. So one of my questions is, that's why I was like wondering about like what his motivation was. Did he just want a classic babe? Because did he even Angela, want to get laid? Angela was down to fuck. She was DTF from the beginning, but he said the reason he wasn't getting with her was because she was the daughter of the RA. So now it's okay. Like, I but at the end, to, hey, oh, 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 you know, I just realized she's not wearing glasses at the end. The classic, take the glasses off the person, and then they're She's attractive. She's a fucking stone-cold fox. I thought she looked better with the glasses on, to be honest. I mean... I like glasses on a girl. Or a guy. I don't mind whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it on a guy. I don't like men. <laughs> take, well... Take your hand off my lap, John, please. Uh, so, that's, that's a miscalculation. I will do the first review. Okay, so, uh, if for those of you listening for the first time, um... When we do an episode of any anthology show, we like to grade it. We like to say if we liked it, didn't like it, and we grade it on a scale of 0 to 10. Creepy, creepy crawlers. crawlers. Oh. You want to hit it? Yeah. Creepy crawlers. That All right. not bad. Yeah, I think we peaked a little bit there. But anyway, um, so uh, why don't you go ahead and take I, it away, Tommy? Uh, okay, so I picked this episode out. I just like the description of it. I thought it was funny. I know I'm not a big, I'm not a John Cryer fan, so that was not the drawing uh, thing for me. But I have come full circle on Amazing Stories. I thought this episode executed to a perfection about what it was, what it knew it was doing. There's some definite holes that we were, you know, like the where's the dog, where, you know, what is going on. But I think it just kept that pacing up of being fun. Um, and the practical effects were really, really good. I thought the, the whole scene with the Amazon woman was, was cool. Like the, they made a tiny chair that she shattered in her hands. 
Um, it was funny. The music was fucking good. It really was like it knew what it was doing and it did it well. And it and it and it wasn't trying to be too serious. That's what I liked about it. It was like it's an amazing story. It's Spielberg. The not even like the goofy guitar music was good too. Like like the rest of the stuff was good as well. Um, Crier does well again, just like in um, in uh, the 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 one with the toupee. Oh yeah, Ballantine. The uh, Ballantine. Yeah. They just were like they talk to themselves. They have this manic thing as the episode goes on and on. They go more and more crazy. I thought it was it was really fun. I fucking enjoyed it. I literally laughed out loud every single time I watched it. I watched it three times. I'm giving this eight and a half creepy crawlers. Damn. Yeah. That is wild. That is, it might be one of your highest scores, dude. I think, yeah. I mean, I've given one nine before, or a perfect ten. Okay. Well, um, that is quite... Uh, I am going to be mad if you are less than a seven. So, I, I got a second. I liked a lot of things about this. Like, I think that what Amazing Stories does really well is it creates this world that you want to live in. You really, really root for the protagonist. They're lovable despite their flaws. Exactly. Great point. And... You know, there's a lot of, like, really funny moments. Um, I don't think this episode would be as strong if they had a different actor. You know, maybe if they pulled it off or did it their own way, but I think that John Cryer definitely elevated this higher than it would have been if it was some random person. You know what I mean? Um, I liked, uh, you know, how every time he tried to do something, it would blow up in his face. It did not work right, but that didn't dissuade him because it just reminded me of, like, yeah, being a horny dude, sometimes you will go through complete hell yep. just for, like, a little moment of heaven, you know? Um, that being said, I was very disappointed that it was pretty much a blatant ripoff of what uh, Weird Science was. Yeah. Um, I like Weird Science quite a bit. I'd seen it first. Um, and it's something that I have not always experienced with some of these episodes, but a lot of the stories, I think, from these anthology shows have been done before. Sometimes better, sometimes worse. But in this case, I think it's been done better in Weird Science. Weird Science is a whole movie, though. Yeah. And I think that the concept of, wow, we have this weird magic technology, and we can build our own woman. But it's not quite what you bargained for. And in the process, I learned something a little about myself. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And it's, Yeah, the, what you learned is uh, settle for the girl that will fuck you. I mean, if okay, <laughs> think about it like this. If Weird Science was not done by John Hughes and it was one person and it was done by Steven Spielberg. It would be this. And it was oh, okay. a half hour long. So I got to dock it a little bit of points for me not being engaged with the story. So okay. I'll have to give it, wait, what was the score that I have to be above? Seven. I'll give it a seven. You give it a seven? Yeah, I'll give it a seven. Yeah. Only because. No, no, give it your real score. All right, I'll give it a 5.5. I fucking hate you. I'm ending the podcast. This is my least favorite Amazing Stories we've watched. That's terrible. I Just, don't... I, don't, I know... T I, okay, I get it. Okay. I, I I respect your decision. I think I'm a sucker for, like, a generic... Uh, for a lovable loser. A lovable loser... Um, but I also just like how it was like, it was just so self-aware, like that, like the, but all the, the guitar riffs just constantly playing when it, when it was like so directly being like, yep, yeah, this is a part where it's going to be like a hot girl walking by or something like that's happening. I just thought it was so well executed in that sense. It was well executed. Don't get me wrong, but there was definitely times when I was bored. I was like, oh, he's going to be putting the potion in there again. I'm they like, could have had one less, one less potion. I guess what I'm saying person, is this, if, if. 
maybe he had tried the potions in a different location, or maybe if he had tried it and maybe it spilled on a different magazine in between girls, like, oh, whoops, it fell on, like, I don't know, like... What if, what if it fell on food? That's what I'm saying. And then he tries to eat the food. And then it melts? That's I'd, what I'm I'd saying. I'd eat it fast enough. How, how funny would that be to fall on a bunch of pictures of pizza and then somehow Bert, like, yeah. tries to eat, like, pizza and it turns into goo or something? Nah, we only cared about fucking chicks in the 80s. That's what I'm saying. So, on one hand, it is very much its own thing. Hold on a second. Do a little Google for me. What year did Weird Science come out, and what year did this come out? Okay, Weird Science, Googling. Okay, so we just did a little bit of Googling, and we did determine that Weird Science came out six months to a year before this episode. So um, I can't, like like I said, I can't give it as high a score. If this had come out before Weird Science, boom, 7.5. Since it didn't, 5.5. Whoa, fuck that. Taking it two points off because it was similar to something else. Okay, how about this? I would not watch this again. I did not have fun watching this on subsequent okay, viewings. Okay, there you go. Okay. Stand down. All right, well, uh, that's this episode. Uh, of- real quick, yes. um, did you know? Oh, we uh, got some Tom's trivia? Uh, sort of, yeah. All right, let's roll the theme. Tom's trivia. God, I love that theme so uh, much. I love that theme song. I'm pretty hard right now. Um, Beetlejuice. This guy wrote it, and there's Beetlejuice two coming the out. Screenwriter. Soon. This man's been dead for a long time. What's his name? Uh, this is uh, M- Michael McDowell. So you're telling me this guy wrote this script a while ago, and now it's now coming to production. I think he, I think he is. I'm not sure if they're redoing it. It's, it's called Beetlejuice two, but he is associated with it as. Uh, well, is he just a creator of the? I think first it, time? I think he probably has so licensing laws. So it's laws. story by rather than yeah. actually screen. Um, he wrote uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, the adaption. He did uh, Thinner. Uh-huh. He did... He was a writer on Tales from the Dark Side, too. We gotta do another Tales from the Dark Side. He, was a, he's a, he did two episodes of Monsters. Nice. He did uh, one episode of Tales from the Crypt. And uh, also did, in 1986, that Alfred Hitchcock presents the reboot. He we gotta episode. do that show, too. I know, I'm saying that's why... And he also did... A, I found another one for him. Stephen King's Golden Tales. What year does that come out? That is 1985. Okay. So that's why I did some stuff. I love you, Tom. I love you, too. I love you, shorties. I love you, spookies. I love you, dads. I love you, moms. I love you, Tommy Jr. All right, all right, Uh, all right. right. If you want to reach out to us, please hit us up on Twitter at Short and Spooky and on uh, Gmail. If you want to write us an email, um, please feel free to ask us questions pertinent to uh, anthology shows. If you want to send us a drop, you can hack some stuff up that we say on the podcast and make us a little drop that we'll play possibly on the air. Um, we've again, I've been a little behind on going through the emails, uh, but it doesn't matter. The point is, reach out to us, tell your friends about it, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank uh, you, Alameda. <laughs> uh, thank you, dads, uh, and for all you birds out there. Keep on rocking in the free world. Yeah. Are you playing that right now? Yeah, we'll play the song as it goes out. Oh, baby, I love you more than I love my, my folks. How'd you like open-heart surgery with a spoon? <laughs>